Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel TV episodes as they are released on Disney+. Plus. This is your spoiler alert. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel, Living Loki. I'm Zach Perlstein, the Editor-in-Chief of the Boardwalk Times. I'm Iris Nyholt, I am a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. And I'm Nuska Lini, a columnist for the Boardwalk Times. Today we will be recapping the second episode of Loki called The Variant. So let's get right into it. What were some of our initial thoughts on this episode? I know we were discussing it before, but I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very fast paced and we go into kind of like a synopsis and I really liked the whole moral dilemma is kind of going into because I remember on Twitter when the first episode came out people were like what does this mean that we don't have a free will and I like how they touch those topics and it has like philosophy mixed into it and like ethics even and then obviously I love the latter half of the episode where like things just kind of escalate and get to like a point where you're like this is a thriller yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, the first half of the episode for me was a little bit slow. Like, I know it's all still setting up stuff and that's necessary, but the second half was really, really good. And I really just overall enjoyed this episode because so much was happening, even though it wasn't, but it was. So, <laughs> and I agree with you with the whole moral dilemma thing. Like, I think they're doing such a good job, like exploring that. And I think it's really fun to see where we'll end up with that. I think that will be like the role of the series will be figuring out like the TVA's purpose, like the timeline purpose. And like this entire like Marvel phase might even just be about, you know, the multiverse, different timelines, you know, do our actions actually affect the timeline or is there, you know, is there even timekeepers? We'll get into that all later. But first you will hear a word from our lovely sponsors. So one of my favorite sequences from this episode is, and it honestly, for some reason, reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe it's because, you know, just a popular song was playing along with action, but the holding out for a hero sequence, it reminded me of Shrek too, but my gosh, was that just, what an awesome sequence. I thought it was really cool, but it would have been better if they used the Shrek 2 version of holding out for a hero, obviously. <laughs> But I agree that it kind of felt like Guardians because of the whole pop song with fighting thing. And I also like that we now saw that the variant like touches people and then goes into them and like becomes them kind of, or they become the variant. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I really liked the fact that we saw like a little snippet of what was going on with the variant Loki that was loose, but holding out for a hero did make me chuckle. And I watched this at midnight right when it came out. So I was just laying in bed I was like, oh, that's funny. So I like the I like the little subtle humor. I call it subtle ironically because that was not subtle. But thank you, Marvel. Yeah, my mom like heard them saying holding out for a hero and then the song started playing. She was like, ah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I we both appreciated that too. I think that's why I'm probably biased towards the Guardians of the Galaxies. I just love when like great songs come on and then they start doing tasks and stuff and i hope loki somehow continues that if this was a one-time thing this was a worthy one-time thing like if he had to pick a song to use to a fight sequence this was a pretty good one to use but hopefully we get some more from the soundtrack because i feel like there's this series has already been super creative and like one of the super creative parts of the series that i really enjoy and 
me, Giovanni, and Noah discussed on last episode was the character Miss Minutes, voiced by Tara Strong. She's inspired by like Mr. DNA from the Jurassic Park films. And honestly, she reminds me of uh, the Let's Go to the Movies characters from way back in the day. Like it's a commercial you're going to have to look up where it's like, let's go to the movies. I don't want to sing it because I don't want to like scare people off from this podcast. But I think we saw Miss Minutes in a new form today. And I think she's an early MVP for me. I can't wait for the Miss Minutes merch. That's what I want. <laughs> but she was, it was really cool to see that she was kind of a character uh, Loki could now interact with. And he was like, Are you alive? Can you hear me? Can you not hear me? She was like, Both. <laughs> I just, I really wondered what kind of character she is and if she'll be like a recurring character. I mean, she is already, but yeah, I want to see more of her. Hope she's the villain. She's Mephisto. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> We're going to hear that one all season. <laughs> Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. I really liked uh, the same thing. I'm very eloquently spoken, obviously, but uh, I really enjoyed the fact that, and you said it as a joke, but I do think that because of like Loki and his questioning of the TVA, it's going to have like a role into her because what is she doing there? She explains the role of TVA. So I don't think necessarily she'll be a villain, but I do think she has like a role in this kind of bureaucracy that they're like encouraging. I just feel like there's definitely something at work with her in it. Yeah, maybe trying to keep him on the right path or something or like keeping him from doing things that are against the rules. I don't know. Well, what was interesting was that awesome animated commercial last week for the TVA, like for a little Easter egg. I don't know if you noticed, but at the bottom, it says like created by the Time Variance Authority Narrative Commission. So it means there is a basically some storytellers at the TVA, you know, retelling their own history. So we don't know if that's actually the real history. It sounds great, you know, that ad was awesome but we don't know the and we're going to discuss this more later but the tva might be lying about a couple of things i mean when loki went into the into the was i don't know if it was a library it looked like a library he tried to get the whole story on the tva but the lady was like nope that's classified so like there's no way that that little ad thingy with miss minutes was the actual story or it would it would not have been classified in the library it would be really interesting also if they use this kind of uh, analogy to explain like how bureaucracies and government usually do hide their history and like things under under wrap. I would really like something profound like that because I did like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but theirs was in order to get the message across theirs was a lot more um, upfront, like it was right in your face, like this is what we're talking about. And I do kind of enjoy a little bit more subtlety and fantasy just because they have the ability to play with the genre because it's a whole different world, which does remind me though, when not to take a little bit of a leap, but just so I don't forget my point, um, when they discuss disasters, I was like, are we discussing disasters only on earth? are on like the whole galaxy because I feel like that's a lot. 
Yeah, that was interesting because like it seemed like when Loki and Mobius were going through that list of disasters, it seemed a lot of Earth-based disasters, which in reality, like what you just said, Muska, like you'd think there would be like issues going on in the galaxy. We know it's so big or like even just our solar system, like a rogue rocket or like it just seemed like a lot of climate, a lot of climate stuff, which was interesting. I felt like that was nods to real life in a way. But, you know... <laughs> Like, you're right. I feels like they were focusing, zeroing in on Earth. And I don't know if they're doing that on purpose because the MCU may, mostly takes place on Earth. But then again, the MCU is branching out. Like, we're in the TVA where time doesn't even exist, really. Yeah, to, con to consider the fact that Loki is from Asgard and his, like, the variant would have this, like, complex system why would they why would the variant only be focused on earth because they find the clue of the candy and they're like oh they're on earth we just have to figure out what timeline but i'm like the very the variant out of all the planets wants to go on earth like all of the disasters like the reason why loki finds the that the reason why he discovers something missing in the tva like such a huge hole in the system is because of the destruction of Asgard, right? Yeah. So because of Ragnarok. Yeah, for Ragnarok. So then it's it's like, oh, okay, there's this like other system, this whole like comp there's all these planets and then we're going to go to Earth. But it, you know what? I'll let it go. I'm just saying it's fantasy, so you would think like Let's play a little with it, even though the TVA does kind of feel like this futuristic like life, which was really funny because Loki even mentions like we are from the future, right? Because if the TVA feels like the future. So it was just interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in how they picked the setting and why only Earth. I mean, Earth is a pretty chaotic planet, so <laughs> maybe that's why. But then again, in the MCU, we, we do already have space because of Guardians, like everyone who knows anything about the mcu knows this so like it doesn't make sense for them to not include space and they did include um the destruction of asgard which is obviously not earth so like why include that i mean obviously for loki purposes but why include that and not other planets but do include so many things on earth i wonder if you figured out something with the mcu timeline where maybe the tva can only really work with the sacred timeline on earth and these other planets for some reason don't follow that same sacred timeline like maybe the timekeepers are i don't know i'm just theorizing here like the timekeepers are keeping earth's timeline together but dr strange is keeping like some other timelines together because i still think and we're going to get into this but i don't know if the tva are real like you know loki keeps on mentioning that they are like these three space lizards who are determining everything and one of my favorite jokes from the series so far and he, he's right though it seems very wizard of oz like right now like there's no one backing this up because mobius has never met the timekeepers and i feel like when he said that in today's episode i was like yeah i don't feel like there's going to be timekeepers i mean there is the statues in um uh renslayer's office like of the three timekeepers so but those could be fake too you know but what I wanted to mention before I said that, you did say something about Doctor Strange, which would make sense because in uh, Endgame, was it Endgame? The Ancient One was like, you know, yeah, 
talking yeah, about yeah. the the time uh timelines and all that and like explaining that so they're like maybe they have something to do with that too I don't know I don't know it's all it's, very vague yeah it's just a lot to keep up with it is hard to swallow the fact that one organization the TVA is in charge of all these timeline realms like you're telling me that there's like there's so much going on so much going on and this system makes sure that it just goes seamlessly like it's net like obviously we know that they the people who um go out to find I I forgot the variant or whatever they call it they go out and hunt them so the timeline can be like seamless but how like how often are you doing that how much and we only see it in earth right because they do it once like during a renaissance fair and then we go in time so I'm just confused a little where I'm like am I am I only getting half the picture because we have so much more going on I don't know if I feel like Marvel knows what they're getting themselves into and they're going to try to expand it more and explain. But half the things that also were said in this episode, I, like I had to have Loki dumb it down for me to be like, okay, now I understand. Me too. You're not saying. alone. Don't worry. <laughs> and I literally went on Twitter and everyone was like, uh, we thought WandaVision was confusing. Loki said, take a seat. Honestly, yeah, the like lingo that they use, which I guess is on purpose, because again, bureaucracy, but it's so hard to unravel. It's all very technical, which makes it hard. Yeah, you're like, oh, um, are you just what are you saying? Just like, you know, just tell me straight up. What are you saying? Explain like I'm five. Yes, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, like I found myself like during this episode of Loki. I'm glad like you guys said that because I'm not the only one then. Because like there's times even when like Loki would go on these rants or whatever, and I'll be like watching and I'm like, I'm trying to understand this. And I get this as this character, but I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not, this isn't connecting yet. Like, and I think that's also because time travel is such a difficult concept to do in writing if you don't know where you're going with it. And I think with Marvel, there's been so many writers have that have used it since, you know, you know, really they've used it in Endgame and then now in Loki. But the interpretations of it are all different right now, it seems like it seems like they're trying to connect them, but it seems like everyone has their thoughts on it and how it works and i'm very curious to see how loki will tie it in like tie it all together because i think loki has set up this big world like big world building i just don't know if there's enough time to explain everything because like even in the first episode we saw scrawl at the tva we saw that rich kid at the tva but they're not explaining what they did wrong like i know that commercial was telling us like oh you could just be late to work but I'm like that doesn't make sense um someone pointed out like there was a person that looked like Peggy Carter in the background and it's like oh that's interesting and then all the infinity stones like not working and but it becomes like who had all those infinity stones like there's a lot of questions which I just don't think six episodes gives you enough time to answer but I'm curious to see how they continue to tie this together because it's clear 
it's clear that this series will probably lead into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness somehow, just because, you know, and we'll get into it later, but how this episode ends, I think it's just quite frankly clear we're heading towards some madness. Yeah, and this is just like setting up the multiverse, so like it has to eventually go there. And as you said, like not to jump ahead, but the ending. So the ending where it like branches off, um, that reminds me uh what musco was talking about like this whole organization oversees everything and like keeps everything together but they were all freaking out when this was happening so like is this the first time something like this happened or like it can be if this is an organization that's been around since the beginning of time because they are time then how have they never seen something like this before like it doesn't make sense to me it's just super confusing and i i agree time travel is such a difficult topic to tackle just because most of the time it like it brings more questions into it I don't mean to like veer off the Marvel universe but just as an example in Harry Potter the time turners everyone was like yes (laughs) I love Prisoner of Azkaban one of my favorite movies but it brought on a lot of questions because if we have these time turners and you can travel back in time then why wouldn't harry go back in time and save his parents why wouldn't like all of the like why wouldn't he save cedric and it's almost like i don't want to mention jk rowling but it's like she chose the most difficult path to go down and instead of being like oh time turners only work like 24 hours which would make sense because Hermione would still be able to use it and whatever. She was like, well, actually, I am going to make a whole nother book where they do time travel. And everyone's like, what? I'm more confused now. So I just, honestly, that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend Endgame made sense. Like, I'm going to pretend like the time travel. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go with this. I don't care. But then now they're like, I'm going to explain this. And I'm worried. Not to lie, I'm worried. I guess you should be because I feel like what you were saying with Harry Potter, like I haven't seen that many Harry Potter films. Yeah, throw throw tomatoes at me and I I need to go watch them. I have to leave. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Podcast has been canceled. No, but it's like what you said with the whole time travel concept. I think it's like, it's good it's fun sometimes but then when it comes down to it it's like if you start thinking about it too hard it just collapses like and that's why i think like back to the future holds up after all these years because i feel like that one has the most simple time travel rules you can have it's like if you screw something up in the past or you screw something up in the future it screws up the timeline feel like all these other ones like there's not really that consequence it's like oh well there's a branch timeline or there's a you know new thing and it's like what everyone from the marvel universe is like well cap went back in time to be with peggy wouldn't he why would he just sit in his chair all day and you know be with peggy while you know bucky's being tortured by hydra and you know all these threats are out there and it's just one of those things where i think about i'm like i don't think we were supposed to think about that too hard but then again that's our job so you know you were just supposed to accept it and move on yeah but we were, what about the butterfly the what's that called butterfly effect but, yeah like if you yeah if you do something now something like in the future changes like you said like what i know we're not supposed to think about it this hard because they're just movies but still we do <laughs> this is our life no just kidding exactly <laughs> I think we don't fair. have any other thoughts <laughs> yeah because the marvel universe like they they put so much into the world building 
And so, of course, fans are going to be upset. They they just kind of got this wishy-washy ending, which, to be fair, when I first watched it, I was like, how romantic. That's so sweet. Same. I love it. Yeah, and then it wasn't until people were like, how dare they do this to Steve? He left Bucky. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> maybe I should take a step back I first thought they're a bit a bit over the top not gonna lie I was like guys come on it's whatever I'm sure we didn't have to think about it but then the more they brought it up I can understand why it was a fair like criticism because we're we spend all I I want to emphasize all of the Captain America movies with like the relationship between Steve and Bucky and then we're just supposed to end the line and all that yeah my bro (laughs) I don't blame I don't blame people for being upset like I'm emotionally invested and now you're telling me not to care I'm sorry (laughs) R.I.P. no offense to Bucky though I think there's a lot of people who would go back in time to be with Peggy Carter so it's like valid yeah (laughs) Very you fair. know can't really fault that man but I see what you're saying and like you kind of felt that and not to go back to our old podcast like legacy of that shield falcon the falcon and the winter soldier but you felt like then the falcon and the winter soldier where it's like Bucky really got the short end of the stick because it's like Sam at least has a family all these like you know him and Wanda really got short ended they really did <laughs> maybe they should just have a talk be like hey support group help please <laughs> marvel support group superhero support group well superhero yeah well, I, yeah i i would now i was about to include um loki and they said superhero and i was like well the reason i like loki is because he's not a superhero he's um traditionally someone who's morally gray i would say yes and i love characters like that because you never know what they're gonna do yes that that brings me back not to like jump ships but the ending of loki the i remember i was like i wouldn't do that and then, and then i had to like take a step back i was like well yeah the reason why i like loki is because he won't do the right thing like the thing that you're supposed to do and that's interesting that's cool that makes more that like creates more of a more of like a diverse kind of story where you don't have like the traditional hero doing the right thing and gets tested but still comes out strong like you get someone who gets constantly under the bus and because of it does not care they don't care about anyone but them but themselves because they're just they've been like conditioned that way which I don't know why, but I literally, that's why I loved the talk of free will so much. Loki, like, constantly questioning Moby's, like, well, like, I love the, like, little bit of kind of, like, truth that rings to the, the that conversation, because that conversation can be had in, like, in our, our world, where you question the existence of life and what are you and who are you from and how are you created and what does this life mean and I so deep he went into so many things and it's this fantasy world and we're and I love Mobius's answers as well where he he kind of like gave Loki this like perspective change where he goes I just believe what is like I don't think too much about it I'm here like everything gets confusing 
when you put too much thought into it, which <laughs> funny enough also relates to our previous conversation. But I just, I loved that conversation. I, I, I thought it was so interesting. And I love their dynamic too. I love Mobius and Loki's dynamic and you made some great points. And I think that comes clear during their mission to the future on earth 2050. It's a climate disaster. And I think Alabama, right? I don't know for sure the location. Yep. And it's at a place called rocks cart, which funny enough before the series was even happening it was like announced there was going to be a rockscart.com, like a marketing tie-in website for this series. And I checked it today and it's just the logo of Rockscart. So hopefully they like update it soon with something, you know, maybe give us some Easter eggs and stuff. But I think it's time to break down that whole sequence because that's where I think business picks up in this episode. It really does. It really does. First off, on the website, I hope we get to buy the blue candy because I just want to know what it is. <laughs> um, second of all, uh, wow, that's all I have to say about that scene. No other thoughts. <laughs> I I really liked the um, pickup of it, just how immediately we're faced with this kind of problem where Loki is going off with um I forgot her character's name but the other guard that hates him everyone knows what I'm talking about yeah Hunter B52 I don't know yeah, it's like one I'm of those acronyms B something D something I don't know yeah yeah we know we, everyone yes. listening knows who you're talking about thank you thank yeah. you um and Mobius is kind of like well no he's mine like my responsibility he's going with me and I like how immediately it's already established that Mobius is the only one who can keep Loki in like kind of like reel him in and so with that problem I like that we're like immediately okay something's gonna go wrong because we've already established the fact that there's a problem and then I also like the fact that during what the Loki scene where like he gets in contact with his variant it's we kind of understand what they mean by Loki's gender fluid because we see him like embody all these people and he just it's just natural I just really liked that little cool feature I thought it was like a nice touch and I just appreciated it but I I loved the contact we had with other people the shift in it it, every different actor that was supposed to be having Loki in them ha- ha- like brought a little bit of a different take to him. But also props to them for like still embodying the character while they're they're all different people. So like, yeah, it's, I love that. I thought it was so cool. And the conversation that's going where you kind of feel a buildup and you already know that like they're planning something. So you're just kind of, waiting anticipating and I think what I love about thrillers and like and like these kind of scenes and shows and movies is the anticipation you're waiting and I I like that I don't know if I should call them Lady Loki because they're they're in like different box I don't know but um I like how they were basically even said like thank you for stalling for time you really do love to hear yourself talk I was like, brilliant. They, it's like, it's legit like the worst sides of yourself, which already know the worst sides of yourself, getting in an argument. But it also made me think, and I'm talking way too much, but I'm like trying to get all my thoughts out. 
about the scene before I get like hand the torch but I also thought about the fact that Loki I don't know if he was already planning something because we already know his disbelief in the TVA but does that mean that he actually wanted to overthrow them or was he just saying that as like a ploy to get them and I, I that's what I love about Loki is that you don't know you really don't know if, like which side he was going on but I just I don't know and I was talking about this before the podcast but Lady Loki did feel a bit underwhelming to me we'll see what happens with it like I obviously love the scene where everything you know the lights go off it gets red and then she disappears but you're like all right I guess that was it but now feel free (laughs) <laughs> I agree with you on the underwhelming thing for Lady Loki because I love her in the comics and when it was just like her standing there as a blonde no offense to all blonde people but <laughs> um, I was just kind of like oh is this her I expect a little more I don't know but I also thought it was funny that Loki was talking to his variant and was like, wow, now I understand why Thor like hated this so much. <laughs> like he finally gets confronted with that part of him. And it's just funny to see that he's like, oh, maybe I am a little bit annoying <laughs> or something like that. Like it was funny to kind of get that little little bit right there. And oh, that's what I also wanted to say is um, when he when I was listening to him talk to his variant about like overthrowing the TVA and like um, overthrowing the time, time lords? Is that what they're, timekeepers, sorry, time lords. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, oh, maybe is, is this what he wanted to do all along? Or is he just trying to trying to get the variant to come with him? Like, I didn't know what to believe because he was being so convincing, which is obviously Loki's thing. Like, he's also like God of stories in the, the comics, I believe, or in the actual like, mythology I don't know (laughs) like he's not just the god of mischief he's also god of stories so like he has a way with words I suppose um so yeah I I I'm really curious to see what his actual plan is which is super cool that you mentioned because Tom Hiddleston in my perspective has one of those voices that's made to tell stories yes it's just he like personally embodies it I'm like all right you can sing me a lullaby yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Lady Loki yet. Like, I feel like I expect it her arrival because, like, in the first episode, I could just tell from like the shadow or like the shadow of the cape and stuff that I thought it was going to be Lady Loki just from previous like trailers and images and stuff. So I was like, ah, I think she's coming. It's going to either be Lady Loki or someone big like Richard E. Grant or who's like confirmed for the series. But then it was her. And I don't know. I guess we just have to see how it plays out because then again, it's kind of weird for a Marvel series to reveal its big bad so early, at least the Disney plus ones, because, you know, WandaVision and Falcon, I felt like took forever to get to the villain, which isn't a bad thing because it gives us time to speculate time to. But this one, it's like we kind of know Lady Loki is the variant that the TVA is chasing, but it'll be interesting. We have a lot of time left in this series. We have four more episodes. A lot could happen. And it's just like the end of this episode with, I don't know what the devices were called, but Lady Loki and Roxcart uses all those like hourglass type devices. And 
she uh, basically sends they reset things or something yeah reset yeah. or like from the tva perspective it seemed like it created like a multiverse of madness so like to say so i think that's an interesting it was a heck of a cliffhanger it was for sure and i honestly thought when um uh lady loki was kind of setting up those all those devices and like had the little timer going uh like it kind of gave me like a bomb feeling obviously so i thought that all those little devices were all going to go off at once and like something was going to explode or everything was just going to get pruned that's what they call it i think um but then when they fell through the like little time doors i was like oh this is not what i expected to happen and i like i really wonder what like where they went and what happened with that and how that made the timeline branch off so much because I am it goes a little bit like I'm I'm not that smart this goes a little bit above my uh <laughs> yeah if you know what same, I mean <laughs> same I I legit was like um okay I think I understand what's going on and then I when Twitter goes into the speculations you're like and you're like I have no clue what's going on never mind <laughs> I don't know what's going on it's so funny because I always think like oh I I can pick things up I can understand but then there's all these people like Marvel fans are just like sometimes I forget half of them are like engineer majors and I'm like guys let's let's just we don't have to not think that deep because <laughs> yeah. I remember Endgame one oh of my gosh the engineer like I was talking about this like and one of my friends and he was an engineer major he's like oh, I just don't understand how is this supposed to happen and I was like oh my god let's all relax it's a superhero movie yeah it's like fantasy <laughs> no no don't worry about it we're chilling but yeah I I did really I was really confused in that part part and you said it like felt like a bomb, but they described it as one, the TVA. They're like, someone bombed the TVA. I was like, that's not funny, but like <laughs> the use of it. I'm digging myself in a hole right now. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that they like described it that way, I was like, nah, interesting. But I, I, I like that it's leading to up to more questions because I do think that this show is going to be a lot more fast paced and a lot more like drama driven where it's it's going to really pick up because the first two episodes were kind of seeing Loki gain all this information from the TVA in like these like videos. And I mean, next week we're already halfway done, so <laughs> yeah, like they have to kind of speed it up, you know? Yeah, I I definitely think so. So I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Especially with all those other characters we see too, because there's that judge lady or what? Renslayer. Yeah. yeah, we haven't talked about her yet. So she grabbed her um. Her little Whatever. stick, her pruner. Stick. You know, she's <laughs> her like, pruner. Oh. She's like the multiverse is in madness now. She's Let like, me gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna fix it herself. Yes, yeah. I'll do it myself. Oh. Sorry, not to mention. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's her time. Damn. Then I was 2.0. <laughs> but okay, she seems a little suspicious to me. 
she's sus. I mean, yeah. she's, she's sus, sus, but she's she's also like a keeper of the rules. So like, I feel like she's obviously higher than um, uh, what's his face, Mobius. So yeah. she has to like you know stick to the rules and like make people do things. And she's apparently in contact with the. I want to say timekeepers again. They're not called that. No, they are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, she's in contact with them, but like, oh, what if she is one of them? Not the Uh, theorize or anything, but. (laughs) I just think that like the way she's told Mobius, oh, the timekeepers are like keeping a close eye on this case that, and Mobius being like, well, I've never met the timekeepers. I'm like, okay, it's either two options. The timekeepers are real and okay, what we've been fed is true or they're not and she knows this because then how would she be in contact with the timekeepers? So that's what makes me suspicious of her. And we haven't seen anyone who's basically higher than her like rank-wise. So like how do we know that she's not either one of them or all three of them? (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying exactly like I I'm not I'm I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there I know we shouldn't theorize because every time we do we're wrong but, but we're throwing but it fun. out there it's, it's fun, fun though. to theorize it's except, fun to theorize and one of these days we're going to be right <laughs> yeah, for sure Julia Julia was right about um what's her oh yeah Sharon Carter name. yeah yeah and I was like well damn <laughs> Because I was like, one of us, one for zero. I mean, I wasn't on the podcast when she said that, but my friend Ruby, shout out to Ruby if you're listening, they were <laughs> like, oh, I heard this thing about phones and like she wasn't using an Apple phone because Apple phones aren't allowed to be used by villains. So I was like, dang, that's okay, a Sharon so- Carter thing. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, for, <laughs> for some reason, though, because I heard about this from the movie um, Knives Out. But for some reason, I don't know why I mistook the fact that like villains aren't allowed to use like i like iPhones into the fact that villains aren't allowed to use phones. So like at all, they just can't use yeah. phones. Sorry, so, I was like, are they? So they just don't show them show like using you know they're just like using a banana like hello <laughs> yeah like I don't know but I then I was like wait a minute. That means Apple phones, the freaking iPhones get to me, the eye in front of the phone. I was like, oh, I just misheard them. Whatever. It was really embarrassing, though. Just want to point that out if anyone else had the same problem. I'm sure there's someone else out there, Muska. They, yeah. all, all our worldwide listeners, please <laughs> tell me I'm right. We are huge in Puerto Rico. Just remember <laughs> that. We are huge in Puerto Rico. That huge. is huge huge yeah, number huge. one number one and you know i think what you were saying earlier muska and i don't know it reminded me it was just like you know about the engineering kids and stuff it's like one of my favorite quotes it's like so why does that happen in like the movie and it's like this needs to happen because the movie needs to happen like it's just like one of those like plot it's details it's a plot device where it's like this needs to happen. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's like in order for the movie to happen, it's like we have to do something stupid or like. I think sometimes know. people forget that movies are their own little world. Like, it doesn't have to make sense because they're movies. Like, it's not real life unless it's a documentary. So, exactly. I absolutely, I used to be one of those people 
that when people would like criticize movies like well how do they get to there how did they do that that doesn't make sense that's an inconsistent like I used to be one of those people but then I got into media and then once you're in media and people in film are like we cannot win we're either too practical and we make everything logical and it's boring or two there's just like doesn't make sense how they get to point a to point b or how this and this happens like I think of the directing because it's different when you're criticizing a director for the shots and the sequence and it just doesn't make sense that's different than just being like well there was a trash can in that scene and now there's not like no when they're like in little women they're like there's a water bottle and i was like yes because it's a set and they probably missed it it's movie magic and you either sit down and accept it or don't watch a movie i am a cynicist and that's what i'm saying to you or make your own movie if you can do it so well i doubt they can yeah it's easy to criticize it's hard to do it yourself yeah, I'm going to be super mean today. I'm like, I doubt they can. <laughs> okay. So on that note, before our final question, we have another topic we're quite fired up about. And it was just announced today that Disney Plus is moving, shifting all of its original releases to Wednesdays instead of Fridays. And I haven't read too much about it yet. And obviously I need to hear all of your thoughts, but my gut reaction is just like why why wednesdays fridays yeah. just made too much sense i don't like the wednesdays it, it like you said it doesn't make sense fridays make so much more sense because most people who have regular jobs are off on friday friday afternoon and they go home and they're like hi ah, yes a new release of my favorite new disney plus show i can sit down and have this be the opening to my weekend and now it's like ah yes a Wednesday afternoon and I have to go back to work tomorrow. What? <laughs> I agree. I don't know why they would do that just because people work and I think they know the fact that their ratings and they, like it depends on people reviewing their content, talking about their content, trending on Twitter and stuff. Like, and I think that's a lot harder to do if you're working. Like I, I, see multiple articles like reviewing like break breaking down the episode and I just feel like okay if that's their job then yeah that makes sense that's just what they're doing for the day but there's a lot of freelancers out there and there's a lot of people like us that podcast and also have other things to do I just I think that I'm sure Disney will kind of see how it goes but in my opinion it's just gonna make things more difficult for the people that enjoy the content and want to provide their like own take on it it's it's just hard I don't know I just don't understand the switch like Zach have you read anything about why they're switching because I just don't get it only read something really briefly and you know I only skimmed it because you know we were just preparing for this podcast today but it seemed like well Netflix releases its stuff on Friday so Disney plus will release its stuff on Wednesday and my thing with that is Disney Plus's batting average most of the time when they're releasing these big series is better than Netflix, unless Netflix releases a well-known series, like a well-known hit, like a well-known like season two of like Bridgerton or something, you know, something or Cobra Kai, like something they know that could upset Disney Plus's shows. But in that scenario, yeah, you would just move it to Wednesday. And like the biggest question I have right now is 
when you have the Star Wars and Marvel series, it's like you're not going to be able to put them both on Wednesdays. I almost wonder, even though all the reporters are reporting this as like, hey, they're moving all their originals to Wednesday, is maybe it's just like some other like, I don't want to say lower level originals, but not like their blockbuster originals. Like, you know, their high school musicals, their Mighty Ducks, like the series that aren't like the $200 million budget shows. And maybe the $200 million budget shows like, Boba Fett and the Lokis of the world, they stay on Fridays. I feel like that would at least be a middle ground. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also you mentioned the Netflix releases on Friday, but Netflix often releases their entire seasons instead of doing it week by week. So it would only be like one one Friday as opposed to every single Friday. So like that shouldn't be, I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. You know, it just seemed like they saw the initial number for Loki's premiere and they went, okay, well, we're going to move everything to Wednesdays, which I don't know if that was the right takeaway, but they'll see. I mean, maybe they're just doing it as a test for July and like the summer, you know, because people do that sometimes, but I don't know. It's just one of those moves that moves where I shake my head. I'm like, eh, I prefer Fridays. And honestly, I know that their servers can't handle it yet, but I would prefer if they did do Wednesdays, they would do like Wednesdays at, 9 p.m eastern or like you know something where it's like you get like you can watch them at night or like something you know a different time of the day except when you're in a different time zone you know because i i get the i get the midnight est because that's like 5 a.m um gmt 6 a.m my time so like that makes sense because then at the beginning of the day for us at least it's there i don't know about australia because that's another whole different ballpark but I knew I was saying something wrong as it was coming out. I was like, I knew this isn't going to help Iris here, but like me, I'm like, I wish these shows came out. Because America night. is the most important always with yeah, the well, time zone. We are the like, target if, audience. We are the earth of like, the you earth. know, MCU, we're MCU's earth. We are the, the earth. Very, very carefully, Zach. <laughs> but I do agree that sometimes Americans are very me 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 and the time zones are very hard to accomplish but I I also think that what Zach's saying is that they release it on Wednesday and it's like well here's your midnight like here's your entertainment for the night but with people who want to like talk about it and review it and want it to be fresh it's hard because we have to watch it earlier in the morning and then talk about it so I still understand our dilemma but I think for normal people, they're fine. <laughs> well, speaking of theories, our final question, the question we ask every single week on this podcast, and it's quite simple. What do you think is going to happen next week on Loki? Well, he followed Lady Loki into the wherever. So obviously, I think we're going to see where they end up together because if he follows her, he he's at the same spot as she is so are they gonna get up to some shenanigans together i think that might happen and then my maybe we'll see like what um what happens to the tva now that loki has escaped well not escaped but like he left mobius so like what's gonna what's gonna happen with that like are they gonna try and catch him they're obviously gonna try and catch him because he's with a variant but yeah i think we're just gonna see the consequences of their actions I agree. I think the episode's very much going to follow Loki and Lady Loki. And um, I hope it's a lot more like character driven in the sense that Loki's being faced with this different version of himself. And 
obviously they call Lady Loki the superior Loki. So I would like to see that kind of uh, clash between them and her explaining her thought processes or her thought process and he, him just kind of almost being like following along. I'd really like to see that in the next episode. I, I like both of those. Both of those, I think they're most realistically are going to happen. I have two, my, just really quick. And I think they're, you know, they're far-fetched, really far-fetched, kind of weird, really weird, but that's the show. I think Loki's going to end up kissing himself next week. Loki's going to kiss Lady Loki, so he's going to end up kissing himself. I just feel like he's the type of character to do that. So I could see that happening. And then my second, my, my second theory is just an oddball curveball theory is that Judge Renslayer in the comics is romantically attached to Kang the Conqueror, who's like this time traveling villain of the Avengers. So I'm going to go with a long shot theory, but if I'm right, I'm going to feel very proud of myself is that there is no timekeepers. It's just Kang the Conqueror and she's reporting to Kang the Conqueror and he's running the TVA to create madness wild one question about loki kissing himself since lady since lady loki like basically touches people and like goes into them if they kiss do they just combine and like become one big loki yeah it's just the ultimate loki (laughs) i didn't think about that too hard i just was like you know i feel like that's what you thought and then i'm like marvel's big moment to like have the internet go into flames next week would be that like by a long shot but that would just become loki to the max if that happens yeah i mean i think he's self-centered enough he's vain enough yeah he absolutely would he's like well when do you ever have the chance it's the whole would you i don't want to swear on the podcast but like (laughs) would you do your own clone (laughs) <laughs> um you know that i've never debate. heard that question have ever asked. i have to send you this video what because... do they do over in the netherlands iris no no no, no. it's a it's it's actually a video of four americans oh, discussing this course. topic god so, bless america god bless no. america um no i will have to send you guys um the video that i'm talking about because please do i le- legit this is the first time i've ever thought about that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, our dear listeners, would you do your own clone? That is the question we're leaving. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Wow. But, you know, hey, you know, I think everyone's going to enjoy this conversation, but that's it for this week's Living Loki podcast. That's chaotic. It's, you know, it was chaotic, you know, like the show. So, I mean, hey, it works. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living Loki. Next week, Muska will be back along with Noah and Elizabeth to talk episode three. For more Marvel content, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.